direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Ret Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri. And with me, the woman who wonders, where have all the cowboys gone? It's Leia Cameron. <laughs> we'll be seeing the cowboys tonight. Got my Rainmaker shirt on. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with us to go through this uh, X-Men telenovela is <laughs> Kyle Slack, returning guest Kyle Slack um, of multiple, but including our lost episode, the, the episode that even fate said, oh, hell no. Uh, I mean, am I gonna need to drink as much as we did during no. that particular one? I mean, that no. was that was rough. And then you and I watched the movie after. Yeah, that was that was All Star Superman. Um, huh. to which we did record it. It did get lost. It was the only episode lost in a hard drive crash. Um, and Lay and I have both discussed the possibility <laughs> of redoing it and decided <laughs> absolutely not. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, so if people don't know, we had to start late. It was so bad that Josh couldn't finish it. Oh my god, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Oh. This one actually a lot better. I mean, there's no uh, Jimmy Olsen uh, sideline that we had there. That's or true. Bizarro black kryptonite or whatever it was. Going uh, on. <laughs> so bad. We could just sum up that whole thing by saying the solution for Superman is not to make him more invulnerable. Yeah. Like, yeah. that does not make him more interesting. Uh, no, no, today instead we will be doing Chuck Austin's X-Men Holy War, uh, which in the Uncanny X-Men run of the early aughts, this was volume three. Um, so other than the name, uh, do you know anything about this, Kyle? Or are you just like, X-Men is fun, X-Men Holy War sounds great. Uh, I heard something about Nightcrawler being a pope. And then we'll throw this up, and Excellent. that's about all I know. So. Excellent. Yep, you will get that and more. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely the era of X-Men that Leia wants nothing to fucking do with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny, because I actually collected and read this in its original run. Uh, so I was familiar with this. I just forgot a lot of this because in the in the age old like moving forward in X Men comics, this is such a blip. It's never really referenced or yeah even talked about. So do we uh, need to know who is or is not dead or who is or is not uh, with Cyclops? The point. I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> run through some of the important uh, people at the top. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's tell anybody who's who was like, "Oh, X Men! Tell me about X Men!" and tuned in for the first time. Welcome. Uh, so this is how this show is going to go. I am the uh, the professor that will be presenting today, and Professor J. Um, I will be presenting to Kyle. Um, at, Kyle has the overwhelming mutant ability of at any time he can pull the emergency brake on the whole show. Stop it in his tracks and ask any question that he desires. Uh, it could be serious. It could be not serious. 
uh, really, you know, keep the show moving along. Uh, at that point, it is Leia's responsibility to answer the question if she can. If not, she can pass it back over to me. We have no auditing professors today, so if neither of us can answer it, we put up our hands, do spirit fingers and uh, jazz hands, and go comic books. <laughs> are weird. Yes. <laughs> Especially with X-Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, away we go. X-Men Holy War. Now, I am going to give a little bit of background here, because there's some things you need to know going into this comic. Uh, the people that are most involved in this are Archangel Warren Worthington, who is an original X-Man. Um, he has recently discovered that he, uh, during this this run, a lot of mutants were discovering they had secondary mutations. Um, Warren has discovered that in addition to his angel wings, he also, his blood has, uh, has healing properties. Um, and he's just discovered it, so he's at the very beginning so, of that. I'm having made through pre or post he's been with apocalypse and has wings ripped off or whatever does he have his wings back to again or um his wings are normal um so i i don't know i don't know where in the x-men timeline that incident takes place but in this comic he has his regular ass wings yeah fairly early on is when he was war um but he has his regular ass wings they they go back and forth a lot through comics history so i wouldn't be able to tell you how he got them back this time Comics are comics. Weird. Yeah, comics. <laughs> uh, See, we didn't even get that far. <laughs> right. Another character which people may not be as familiar with is a character called Husk. She is uh, Paige Gunthree. She's Cannonball's sister, of which there are like a dozen Gunthree kids uh, throughout the history of uh, of X Men. Um, her mutant ability is basically. Underneath her skin, she can change the composition of her body to, like, stone or metal or acid or whatever. And then she rips her skin off uh, to basically have this other layer underneath. Um, it's a little gross, but uh -huh. uh, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting character. I like Husk in a lot of the stuff she shows up in. Um, also, uh, we have Havoc, who is Alex Summers, who's Scott's brother. Um he has been in a coma uh, for a long time. Um, like, there was a plane crash, but that led to a whole other comic where his consciousness was thrown into another dimension. He got out of that, but then his consciousness was back in... Anyway, he's in a plane crash, he's in a coma. Um, while he was in a coma, nobody really knew who he was. Um, so he was taken to a hospital in upstate New York, where uh, a nurse, uh, a human nurse named Annie Gazikan Kanian, was working. Gazikanian. Uh, thank you, Gazikanian. <laughs> um, watched him and was was doing a lot of uh, like his care for a long time. Read to him the whole thing. Um, she uh, once they discovered who he was. Um, she moved with him to the mansion to continue his care. Um, this is important because she is a human that does not like mutants. Um, and and the, re the, mansion with mutants. the reason she is coming around is she has an eight-year-old son whose name is Carter. Carter has the X gene. We're not sure at this point what his powers are, but he does have the X gene. Um, and so as part of basically her working at the mansion, she got to bring Carter along to start, like, you know, working on his mutant stuff. Um also, who will be important for this is Polaris. Polaris is Lorna, Lorna Dane. 
she is Magneto's daughter and Alex's ex-girlfriend. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, that is how we set the Shakespearean scene that we are about to experience. <laughs> uh, just before this comic began, Alex woke up from his coma. Gotcha. And so we begin. Um, Alex is, uh, in Professor Xavier's office. Charles is filling him in on all of the years of X-Men content that he has been a coma, in a coma for. Uh, the concept of- take a while. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Secondary mutations are explained to him. 9-11 is explained to him. The legacy virus. Cassandra Nova. Genosha uh, exploding and basically being uh, being ground zero for a holocaust. Um, oh, also he tells him, oh yeah, and don't be surprised if you see Juggernaut walking around because Juggernaut lives here now. Can I just point out real quick that I thought it was really, I don't know, it was something that we dealt <clears throat> with all of this x-men history and then thrown square in the middle is also 9-11 right like, like a non-mutant event <laughs> like i i get that it was important enough to to be warranted to be explained but i'm not sure why it's on the panel at the same time <laughs> right it's like the only real life thing at all that has been uh has been yeah discussed yeah like they didn't bother to mention like america's first black president or anything like that it was just right. <laughs> I mean, you got to touch the important things, I guess. <laughs> uh, like Juggernaut, just wandering around. <laughs> well, the black the black president thing hasn't happened yet. This is two thousand three. This was oh, published thought, oh. in two thousand three. I thought yeah. it was published in twenty thirteen. That no that explains. Okay, never mind. Don't don't mind me then. Yeah. Uh, although you know, it would have been nice. We're, we're about <laughs> to have. Uh, <laughs> so, um, kind of kind of tied into those now. You mentioned Juggernauts walking around. Didn't try to remember did the Legacy Virus stuff like Sabertooth for a while, or is there anyone else that it matters that he might run into or something? Um, the only two former villains that are hanging around in this run are uh, Juggernaut and Emma Frost. Okay. Um, meanwhile, outside of Charles's office, uh, there are four people waiting to talk to Charles. There is uh Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler, um. There is Kane, Juggernaut, uh, and then there's Annie and her son Carter. Um, and basically, Annie uh, and Lorna apparently had some sort of incident uh, that she just wants to tell Charles before rumors start. Um, probably not having ominous or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I didn't read the, the refresh myself on the comic before this one, but I'm going to guess that it had something to do with Alex because. Mm -hmm. Lorna, as we will find, is a complete and utter bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Lorna, she's walking down the hallway with the OG X-Men. All of them. So we've got Warren Worthington. Beast is here. Um, we got Warren, Beast, Bobby, Gene, and Scott um, are all walk walking with Lorna. Just kind of, you know, filling her in on some, some uh, things about... Uh, Alex, you know, he's got a scar, but he seems to be good as new. He's out of the coma. Um, and as they approach, uh, Annie's like, sorry, guys, there's a line. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and Lorna is a complete bitch to Annie and and is basically like, yeah, that the line doesn't apply to us, Florence Nightingale. Uh, and then as they're going into the office, completely ignoring everyone that's waiting, 
Uh, Lorna looks at Annie and goes, your job is finished now. Alex doesn't need him to look after you anymore. Uh, and they go inside. Okay. Um, to She's which just, the... Yeah, yeah. little sweetheart. Yeah. To which the door is open, still open, when Lorna's like, oh my god, Alex! Oh, I love you so much, my darling! And, like, Scott is like, Annie, we're only really gonna be... Um, and it's obvious that Scott can tell that Annie is upset uh, by Lorna going in and fawning all over Alex. Um, keep in mind, they were broken up uh, when he went into a coma. Uh, Lorna starts making out with him and bites his lower lip. <laughs> it's so gross. It's just like over the top <laughs> PDA. Okay. Okay. So even though they were broken up before the coma, she's acting like it's still that time frame. Yeah. Yep. yep. As if nothing had happened. Right. Yep. Um, uh, Alex uh, sees the other X-Men and, and basically is like, um, it's so good to see you guys. Uh, you know, says that he love I love you all. To which Gene, in, Gene is snarky, but in the way that I like in this. Because she says, oh my god, the L word from a Summers brother. Somewhere beneath us, hell is freezing over. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot in this comic about how fucking repressed the Summers brothers are. And I'm here for it. Um, So, yeah, basically, Alex is like, hey, I love all of you, you know, um... And Lorna's like, I'm so sorry about everything. I can't believe what an idiot I was. And Alex's like, no, it's cool, whatever. And then she proposes to him. She's like, marry me. And, uh, yeah, everybody, like, Just out of left field. Yes. Yeah. There is a shot of, like, everybody up close. Like, the shocked faces of, uh, what? (laughs) Before. Pikachu face. Got it. Before (laughs) Alex can answer, he, he gets out Lorna I, and that's it. And Beast is like, congratulations! Oh, I'm so glad you guys are getting married! And like... <laughs> Fucking Beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Read a um, room? Yes. Uh, so, without Alex having a say, he's engaged. Um, Warren is... Uh, or, I'm sorry. Um, Annie, uh, who has heard all of this from inside the office, uh, grabs Carter and bolts. Uh, yep. And Scott notices. Correct um, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, walking down the hallway, uh, Warren and Bobby, uh, are kind of talking, and, uh, Warren asks Bobby if he's okay, uh, since he and Lorna used to date. Um, Bobby says he's fine, and invites Warren to go, uh, hunt for chicks. Like, literally (laughs) hunt for chicks. It's a babe day down at the Robin, uh, which is kind of their mutant bar. Um, Warren mentions that he's gonna go and hang out with Paige. Bobby is a complete asshole, which will again be a thing that happens throughout his comic. Uh, yeah. About I, I, her age, saying she's like 12, and Warren's like, she's not 12. And Bobby, like, basically takes off and is like, yep, just remember, 16 will get you 20. Um, for reference, I looked this up during this. Uh, Paige is 19 years old. Uh, cool. <laughs> Love this. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Man, pre-gay Bobby. Um, <laughs> uh, so Charles comes out and basically tells him he only has enough time to really talk to both of them. And Kane's like, this will be really quick, but why don't we go for a walk? Uh, as a note, Professor X can walk. Uh, this is um, one of the times in comic book history that he can. Um, before they go, Kurt tells Charles about Annie leaving after the loud proposal. And Charles is like, uh-oh. Um, you know, because... Charles loves some gossip as much as every other <laughs> bitch in this mansion. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Paige is being a 19-year-old girl about Warren. She is gushing to Annie. They're obviously very close. Uh, and two things are revealed. The first, which is weird, is that mutants can't get AIDS. Yeah, they say uh, it like 12 times during the course of this run for no reason. Yes, mutants can't get AIDS. For some reason, the, MG, the X gene stops AIDS from happening. I need a drink. I need a fucking <laughs> drink. You didn't prepare one? Uh, no, I have one. I just need oh. to drink it now. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second thing is the revelation that Warren's blood can heal. This is extremely uh, uh, of interest to Annie because she is a medical professional. Um, and then uh, Paige also teases Annie about uh, Alex uh, when Alex walks in and is like, you guys are talking about me? What's going on? Um, so as... Uh, as Charles and Kane are walking around the grounds, um, Charles, first of all, is like, listen, if you don't really, if it's too difficult to talk about, I could just read your mind. <laughs> to which literally, <laughs> literally the line is, stay out of my head, Charles. <laughs> um, but Kane is basically saying that he's really enjoyed his time in the mansion um, and that he wants to get more involved with the X-Men. Like he wants to be a teacher, a gym teacher. And he wants to join one of the X teams, of which there are two. Um, so, you've seen School of Rock. Yes. Those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> uh, the opinions of Kyle Slack are not the opinions of Red Conversations. We appreciate our gym teacher listeners. <laughs> My stepdad is a gym teacher. <laughs> That's not funny, Ruth. I was a slave. Uh, so uh charles says he'll absolutely endorse kane but that kane will have to ask the leaders of the two teams scott is a leader of one uh kurt's the leader of the other but he's like kind of sharing leadership duties with warren um which will be for no goddamn reason a plot point in this um alex uh alex back in the office is talking to annie um and basically he's meeting her for the first time because he's been in a coma. Um, so Annie, Annie gets like weirdly tongue twisted in the way where she just keeps talking and everything that she says just keeps getting worse. <laughs> um, she's basically like, you know, it was my pleasure, but no, you know, I didn't get pleasure out of it. I mean, I just had to keep you clean. Like, I had to give you sponge baths. <laughs> like, you know, I, I would rather have been the one that was naked. I mean, not the naked one, the one without clothes on. I mean, you'd be naked. I would be with clothes and there would be rubbing and naked. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's so, like, cringy awkward. Yeah. I, I'm guessing. And it keeps going. It's yes. going. And she and stops going. it by going, so I hear you're getting married. <laughs> bless her yeah uh kurt is uh basically uh charles and kane have gotten back to the office where kurt you know is like i don't care you know i can talk about this in front of kane um before the wedding um because they already uh, planned it out i mean is it the time schedule saying that no 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 no. before the wedding uh lorna and alex have planned on going because okay when they were in college where they met or where they really had their relationship they they were anthropology students, um, or archaeological, or archaeology students. Archaeology uh, is a field of anthropology, so you're correct. Okay, woo. <laughs> um, good. Uh, I, I actually do have a space in here for for your highlight 
for your anthropology <laughs> highlight. Ask a couple of them. Leia? Question mark, question mark, question yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Fall by It Belongs in a Museum. <laughs> but before the wedding, uh, Alex and Lorna are going to join one of their old professors to go on a dig in Bermuda, and Kurt has volunteered to go with them. Uh, he just needs a little time, and he's stepping down from being the leader of uh, of one of the teens. Um, we we skip directly to Alex and Lorna getting in a fucking cab to go yeah. to Bermuda. Um, uh, you know, there's a little bit of Scott and Alex giving each other like brotherly. You know, it's obvious that they're brothers and that they have affection for each other, um, which is weird because Scott never shows affection for anybody uh, unless he's screaming Jean's name. Uh, Paige, uh, is with Annie and basically, like, quietly telling her that it should be her going to Bermuda, and, uh, Annie's like, listen, they've been together for years, I'm a lonely mother who developed a crush on a comatose patient, like, you know, I, I, I understand what this is. Um, Alex goes up and thanks Annie and, like, tells her that even though he was in a coma, he feels like he somehow knows her. Um, and, like, they're sharing this, like, gaze at each other, and Lorna calls from the cab and uh, says that Kurt's already at the airport and they gotta go. On his way back to the car, um, Alex asks Lorna, so what should we read on the way to the airport? I got tragedy, and I got smut. Uh, and as we find out in the next panel, um, as Annie's talking to to uh, Paige, um, she used to say that exact same thing to Alex when he was in a coma. When she would read to him, she'd say, I have tragedy or I have smut. <laughs> um, also, uh, Alex knew his name. As soon as he came out of the coma, he he was referring to her by her name. Um, you know, and Paige thinks that maybe, you know, he heard her while he was in the coma. Um, yeah. But this conversation is broken short by all of Alpha Flight kicking in the front door and saying... <laughs> all they must relinquish custody of all the children in their care. <laughs> Alpha Flight's the Canadian group? They sure, sure is. Fucking Canadians. And they're in the U.S. breaking down Xavier's you know. door. Yep. Yeah. Like one does. Perfectly right. normal. Shout out to Leia's former friend, Alan Purcell. <laughs> who, was, who was with us on the uh, Secret Empire episode. <laughs> the day our friendship ended. <laughs> <laughs> So, Alex, Kurt, and Lorna are with Professor uh, Harris uh, in Bermuda at a dig site. Um, Kurt, Alex, and the professor are actually talking about the archaeological dig while Lorna is just on the phone with her mother planning her wedding the whole time. Why she even came on this, who knows? Totally unclear. I was That's actually actively pissed at her the entire time because I was like, you could be learning something cool, but instead you're like, what should we get? Pink or blue flowers? Like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so recently, the the uh, dig has found designs done in Mayan, Aztec, and Moche. Is that um, Mayan, Aztec, and hang on, M O C H E. Yeah, Moche. Okay, and Moche styles, but centuries earlier than those civilizations existed. Um. Uh. Additionally, the um the site has uh. 15,000-year-old mutant bones. Yeah, uh, also, uh, one of the cave drawings looks just like Kurt, tail and all. There is a joke about whether that's his tail or his penis between <laughs> Alex and Kurt. <laughs> uh, as one does. As one uh -huh. does. Um, 
And uh, as they're looking at the 15,000-year-old mutant bones, uh, two religious soldiers uh, start attacking, like shooting at the site, and then blow themselves up. You know, yeah, kind of out of left field doing that. Uh... It just Yeah, they're wearing like bishopry clothes and blow themselves up, and that's it. Um, meanwhile, back at the Institute... Warren uh, is visiting Stacy X's room. Stacy X is a mutant uh, sex worker who has been around in the comics and been actively pursuing Warren. Nothing has really happened, but they were like, you know, dancing around each other. Um, Stacy is gone, but has left him an X-rated video to say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> okay. Perfectly normal. <laughs> Stacy X's powers are to uh, use pheromones both to influence others, but she can also detect people's pheromones and learn things. So she has learned that Warren and Paige have a thing for each other, so has decided to leave. Uh, but before she decides to leave, she's... Yeah. So she's watching the video and figures this out? Or she's like, oh yeah, I've known this for a while. Now no, I'm she left a video. Oh, okay. She's the one that left the video. Okay, yeah. I yes. got confused. I thought yeah. someone else left a video. No. Nope, she left a, basically she's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave now because I can tell that you and Paige are starting to dance around each other, but before I go, I'm going to leave you this, and starts, like, you know, no clothes. Uh, like, weird things, too, like jump roping at one point, and... <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's so uh... But as Warren is watching this video, um, Paige walks in the room, because of course... Of course she does. Yeah. Um, Warren is like, oh, no, she she left. She left this. And he's like, she's like, whatever. I just wanted to let you know that Alpha Flight is downstairs. Uh, so you probably want to go downstairs. Warren ignores the whole Alpha Flight is downstairs and needs to talk about their relationship. Because <laughs> um, that's and, more important right now than Canadians invading the U.S. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, he professes his feelings for her she's like oh that's amazing i would kiss you but i don't want our first kiss uh to have stacy jump roping naked in the background um, <laughs> sorry that's as they're, as they're cuddling they're interrupted again this time by chamber who is he is an x-men character who uh if you've ever seen him you would know it because the bottom half of his face is blown off and there's just like sentient energy there instead it's uh, really weird looking. Yes. He's the, basically the mutant version of Constantine. Uh, I really can't separate them in my head because he's British <laughs> and snarky in all of the same ways. Uh, but apparently he's had a thing for Paige. And so he's like, he walks away. Paige runs after him to explain. Um, and uh, the tape ends with Stacy X basically being like, okay, we'll save this tape. For when you, you know, need your, your, you need something to excite you after a mind-numbingly boring romp with Paige. And, wow. uh, yeah. Hey, caddy. Yep. A little bit. Warren pulls the tape out and destroys it. Uh, he just pulls all the tape out of the, because it's a VHS, even though this is 2003, and God knows why we're using VHSs. Cowboy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, outside, Charles is talking to his lawyer as Alpha Flight waits patiently. Uh, we find out that the governor of New York has determined the children are in danger, and since one of the kids is Canadian, the governor was able to call in Alpha Flight. Uh, 
the kid <laughs> Sammy is not in his room. Uh, and is as that it turns how that out, all works. The governor right. is just like, you know, hey, let's let's have the Canadians fix all. Right? Yeah, I'd like to see that extradition tree. <laughs> and as it turns out, Sonny is playing catch with Kane in the back. They're being extremely gross and raiding all the women in the mansion. This is not a conversation that anyone, especially somebody as old as Kane, should be having with uh, a, a teenage boy. Yes. Like, literally, they're like, oh, Gene? Gene's a 10. Oh, well, what do you think about the nurse, Annie? Oh, oh well, it's a 9, but I, you know, it'd go up if <laughs> if certain things happened. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it's so weird. Um, Sasquatch and Charles show up and, and uh, basically escort Kane and Sammy to the front. Uh, where there's just a bunch of different police cars and Alpha Flight and this lawyer for the the governor of New York and bunch of bunch of stuff's happening. Um, yeah. Also during this, uh, Carter, uh, like Puck, is basically trying to take Carter away from his mother, away from Annie. Um, and Annie's like, "He's my kid." And they're like, "Nope, all kids need to go." Um, so, huh. Puck, Puck tries to actually physically yank Carter away from Annie, and that sets Kane off, who f- starts fighting everyone. Um, big fight ensues. Paige and Chamber have a talk during the fight about how Chamber cheated on her, so now she's with Warren. Uh, Charles hands the uh, phone to the New York lawyer, who is told that if they leave, the incident will stay out of the press as will the governor's tier to anti-mutant Church of Humanity uh, representatives who have made illegal campaign contributions to the governor. Um, <sighs> Sammy, so <many> politics. <laughs> Sammy, in an effort to just calm everything down, goes, listen, Alpha Flight's here for me. I'll go with them. I'll go back to my mom. This is also when we find out that, like, uh, Charles has not been returning Sammy's mom's calls uh, as... Sammy has let it slip that he was friends with Juggernaut. Uh, also, in the middle of all this, people are like, Alpha Flight and this New York governor are like, aren't you wanted criminal Juggernaut? Like, <laughs> aren't, aren't you like an actual fugitive from justice? Um, Not this week. Yeah. Um, let's. Oh, as uh, Sammy is being taken away by uh, Alpha Flight. Kane gives Sammy his helmet as a keepsake and says, <laughs> yes, and says he'll call him and come visit. He will not do either of those things. We will find. <laughs> and that is the end of issue two. Issue three. This quote that starts issue three, I'm just going to read it. More people have died in the name of religion than have ever died of cancer. And we try to cure cancer. It's, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of a lot. Yeah. Um, Scott, Gene, Bobby, Logan, Kurt, Chamber, and Paige um, are on the front lawn of the uh, mansion staring at six crucifixes on which the uh, uh, Generation X, another, the the younger teenage team, has been crucified. Um, Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gene scans all of them and says they're all dead. Uh, Scott orders everyone to take the bodies down. And tells Gene to get Annie. Um, one of the crucified mutants is Jubilee. So uh, you didn't cry very much. I mean. <laughs> Her mutant power is an Asian stereotype. She makes fireworks. 
I know your opinion of her. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> and then she becomes a vampire at some point, if I remember. Yeah, this is la- that's later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Annie shows up and is basically like, oh my god, who would do this? Bobby, ever the dick, goes, people who don't like mutants, Annie. <laughs> so they wheel oh, the bodies in Bobby. and Annie and Warren... Um, basically they're going to do a six-way transfusion from Warren into these six bodies with his healing blood, uh, and try and save them. Because they're dead, but putting his healing blood in them, what's that? We don't know. They haven't really messed with it enough. Weirder things have happened, why not? Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, Wanda's usually involved in some of that. (laughs) Also very true. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, uh... Scott tells Kurt to get his team ready and meet in the, the basically the briefing room. Um, they fi- Basically, Scott's a dick about Kurt sharing the, the leader role with Warren. Like, Kurt's like, okay, well, Warren and I run the team together. And Scott's like, you know what? Charles made you the leader, not Warren. So, and you asked for the responsibility, so man the fuck up. Um, wait, wait, you could have just stopped after saying Cyclops is a dick. It's true. <laughs> He's a dick in much different ways in this, therefore adding to his dick lexicon. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Scott says it's his team, and being a leader is more important than being liked. And the only reason that he made Warren a co-leader is so that Warren can do all the hard stuff. Uh, Warren goes to uh, tell Paige, okay, we gotta go. And Paige says she wants to stay with Warren. Warren tells her to go, saying that she's wasting her time there. Uh, she gets pissed and storms off. Annie asks Warren why he would do that, and he said, Paige likes him, but she loves Chamber. Um, Annie is now an asshole, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And says, Chamber doesn't have a mouth and can't kiss, and there's nothing more important than a man who can kiss. Like, I don't even know what um, that whole outburst is about. <laughs> is, okay. I'm sorry, writer. I don't know what you were on, but I'm sorry. Did someone tell you you were a bad kisser, writer? I I don't know. And I do not, I honest to God do not remember this being this weird, but here we are. (laughs) Maybe it made more sense 19 years ago, but oh man. They just need to add some clones and then. no, no. No. Yeah, there is no clone and no mention of the moon in this at all. It's a rarity for us. Yeah. <laughs> Clones on the moon? No thanks, not today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, back in the briefing room, Kurt uh, is, is basically Scott's like, we need to know who these fucking people are that crucified our people. We're going after them. Um, Quick and, check security uh, capes, Alexa. <laughs> right. Well, Kurt's like, well, we kind of ran into these guys called the Church of Humanity a couple of times, and they think that being a mutant's against God. Um, and Scott's like, why the hell didn't we know about them? And he's like, well, we shut them down in Montana. They kept kind of reappearing. But, uh, I mean, I thought Warren briefed you. Scott goes beyond Scott and asks Kurt if he's brain dead. <laughs> The, the correct question, Cyclops, is are you? You show up to these meetings where they talk about all the shit that they do right. every fucking day. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he calls should him do brain some dead. Work. Calls him brain dead, said he was the one that asked for more responsibility, um, and Charles gave it to him. So the team is your responsibility. 
And if your team has effectively failed to deal with people, then he needs to be the one to let them know. This is when uh, Bobby kind of jumps in. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and Alex does too. And he's like, listen, you're doing a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking. Um, also, uh, you're, you're siphoning your anger off through authority, which is kind of a thing you do. And we need you to stop now. Um, this is also the point where a shit ton of biblical quotes just start floating through. Not being said by anyone, just in boxes. I'm not going to read them. They're in there. Just know all of this is very biblical. For more information, consult your local New Testament. Right. Um, back in the infirmary, uh, Warren's starting to get lightheaded. Uh, and he's like, listen, all the machines are still blank. These people are still dead. Um, uh, Logan tells Annie to cut off Warren. Don't, don't drain him anymore. And he starts to do it. And Warren's like, no, just a little bit longer. I, I think it'll work. Um, and that's when Jubilee wakes up um back in back in the war room uh scott is is you know kurt has explained to everybody kind of the history of what's going on um apparently the first time that his team met with uh the church humanity they said they told kurt that they had to keep him alive the next time they met they were shooting at him and the only difference between the two things is that kurt has renounced his priesthood um, Alex okay. is like, you were a priest? And, uh, and Kurt's like, yeah, I've been studying for a long time. I was recently fully ordained. And, and Alex is like, <laughs> looking like that? Um, then Bobby realizes that he, he was ordained. And he goes, what, was there a ceremony? And why weren't any of us invited? And Kurt goes, you were, you were all there when I got ordained. Uh, spoiler alert, none <laughs> of them were there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, Time to do mind scans. I mean. Yep. Back mm -hmm. in the infirmary. All of Gen X are back up and alive, except for Angelo, who stayed dead. Um, Angelo's Angelo. like Angelo's like a tertiary X-Men character that really was only around to die. Um, I think his, his mutant name was Skin. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his mutant ability was he had skin. Right. <laughs> Uh, Alex, Scott, Lorna, Bobby, Logan, Jean, and Kurt all go to the church that Kurt studied at and was ordained at, and it looks abandoned. They go in and, uh, find mutant blood is on the floor. Um, Jean tears up the, the floor, uh, to expose a hidden mutant laboratory underneath with dozens of mutant bodies there. That is the end of issue three. Moving on okay. to issue four. Beast should hide his lab. Right? That would be Dark Beast. Yeah, <laughs> Or Beast current day. Uh, so, um, Gene scans and only a few mutants are still alive. Um, and there is a human, Father Whitney, who was the priest that Kurt worked with, who's also still down there and barely alive. Kurt goes to him and finds out that there was a plan to make Kurt Pope. Yes. Like I said, I heard he was the Pope, so I picked it. Father Whitney dies, saying they uh, are still, that basically the Church of Humanity is still in Montana, and that he never expect to like Kurt, and then he then he dies. On their way to Montana, uh, Gene scans for the mutant that could mind control Kurt, 
and basically gives away that they're coming because the the mutants that it's in the church's possession um alerts the church um so the church talks more in depth about what their plan was see when kurt was going to the church to become a priest he was using an image inducer if you're familiar with uh x-men evolution he uses it a lot in that to appear basically appear human yeah um so kurt uh they were going to elevate kurt to the pope to the to the position of pope and then very publicly make the image inducer fail while kurt was in public thereby showing that the church was infiltrated by not only mutants but demons and uh basically collapsed the church um yeah and they would have the only church that people could could turn to because they were the true anti-mutant church this uh yeah uh yeah with things we are in the world today i'm not expanding on that so we'll <laughs> yeah i mean you you never really hear about the jewish people doing shit like this i'm just saying that's because we fucking don't joshua <laughs> <laughs> we mind our own business no matter what fox news says <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so um the x-men land and there's a big fight except in this so- fight Sorry, yeah, go ahead. side question. No, no, by all means. Isn't Iceman, Bobby, isn't he supposed to be Jewish or something, too? Because we know I Magneto is, but... I don't think so. No, I Kitty thought he is. was. Is I thought he? they said he was, too. Kitty Pride is. Yeah, Kitty Pride is. Um, I know that I, Ben Grimm is, but he's not an X-Man. Um, I swear Bobby Drake is off the top of my head. You know what? I'm going to Google it, because I need to know... Is Bobby Drake Jewish? Yeah, <laughs> I've literally been Googling it now. <laughs> Because they sidetrack us, but it ties in. He's Jewish on his mother's side, and Judaism is matrilineal, so yes, he is Jewish. Very nice. I didn't know that. I learned something today. There you Woo-hoo. go. <laughs> Someone other than me gets to learn something, but a good thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the X-Men land, there's a big fight on the in front of this cathedral. Um, however, um, Lorna gets shot, and Lorna's like, but I have complete magnetic control. How am I getting shot? And that's when they realize that they're basically, they are fighting illusions on the lawn while members of this church are just up in the, the ramparts, like shooting down at them. Um, and the illusion is covering them. Um, Logan basically starts to switch to smell, um, when they set him on fire. So back inside the cathedral, Jean, Bobby, Alex, and Kurt are uh are teleported in by kurt um okay and while reading this i just want to point out if anybody's following along you may think that lorna is with them because in one panel they make gene look like lorna for some goddamn reason (laughs) confuse the shit out of me yeah yeah me too but gene goes to find (laughs) gene goes to find the uh the psychic uh mutant that's that's messing with everybody's heads uh the rest of them are like, okay, we need to get to the leader of the churches. I swear to God, name is the Pope. They, they just calls himself Pope. Um, in Montana. Yes, the Pope of <laughs> and Montana. And where the Pope lives. Right. Um, and they find a human priest um, that, uh, that knows what the plans are and wants to help them. So they let him out. Uh, he was locked up? Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was I thought they just found some random guy. It's like, hey, I'll help you. 
No, he's locked in. He's locked in the cell, and and specifically, he says he's been. They've been experimenting on him. Um. So for some reason, Logan being on fire allows him to see through the illusions and points out that all the guys are up on the walls firing down. Uh, Lorna takes all the bullets that they have been firing that she has caught in this magnetic field and just sends them back up on the wall, killing every person up there except, uh, who is called 143, who is the, the psychic, uh, and the psychic's handler. The psychic, uh, the handler... So, so this is the era that murder's okay? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. there, there's a little talk about it later, but yeah. Uh, because Scott's like, you'll kill them if you do that. And Lorna's like, yup, I would expect so. What's your point? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does need to be, point, to, to be pointed out, too, that Lorna is just a tremendous content in this entire storyline. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think that was also to further the fact that, like, hey, she's kind of, she's kind of unhinged. Right. Um, so the handler is pushing uh, Mutant 143, who, by the way, Everything in this uh, screams uh, the the mutant from the second X-Men movie, only a little older. It's not a child in this, but like same tubes coming out and in a wheelchair, bound to a wheelchair. Um, all of a sudden, the mutant starts screaming and the handler's like, what? What's wrong? And that's when you see Jean Grey walking through saying, he tried to kill my husband and I take that personally. Uh, the handler says a prayer. Uh, says, yea, though I walk through the shadow, valley of the shadow of death, protect your follower, my Lord Jesus Christ. To which uh, Jean says, God has heard your prayer, my sad little man, and has sent this in reply, and hits the dude with the Phoenix Force. <laughs> the power of Christ compelled him. <laughs> Buddy Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And and I would assume that this guy's dead too. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't maim someone with the full might of the Phoenix Force. <laughs> He's all right. He's just kind of walking off. <laughs> right. So meanwhile, uh, they're walking. Uh, the the uh, inside team is walking down the hall with the the human uh, priest, who's filling them in on the plan to make Kurt the Pope. Uh, but also says that they're going to initiate a false rapture. And Kurt's like, um, how exactly are they going to do that? And he's like, see, when I was being experimented on, they were giving me these weird tasting communion wafers. And I'm pretty sure that, like, they can activate it and make everyone just vaporize that is taken. Yep, yep. This is a real thing that happens in a comic book. I'm, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm assuming they have open communion, and it, <laughs> but still, fuck. Poisoned <laughs> I, I, communion wafers. I don't, and, I don't know. And to show this, the man suddenly doubles over and does, in fact, go Just... and like <laughs> snap out of existence. Yep. Um, Thanos. I'm just imagining uh, Josh right now. Yeah. Like, yep. he's broken for a minute there. Better call <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> so Pope and his forces <laughs> face oh. down the X-Men. Um, there is a big fight. Um, Kurt goes over and starts fighting Pope, grabs the, like, Pope hat and teleports away, exposing Pope to be a woman. Um, this... 
drives her crazy for some reason. Being a woman is the worst possible thing you can be if you are a Christian, is my understanding. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. (laughs) This this week, this week is the only thing not making you know the Pope seem like a woman. There might be a problem. I mean, does she have long hair suddenly? It was all in her pope hat, and now she's like, I gotta fix my hair? Yes, that, well, kind of. That's kind of what happens. Yes, like, her pope hat gets knocked off, and she does, in fact, have long hair. Uh, it's very weird. It's a very weird choice. And then I, she hits a button on a machine that's next to her and blows herself up. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh no, my secret is out. I must go back to my I, home planet. Or I whatever. can't let you see my, my pope hat hair. No, Yup. <laughs> also, at the end of this, there's just a bunch of exposition on why Pope did what she did. And apparently she was a Catholic nun that had been raped by a priest and accused of infidelity by that priest, which uh, got her excommunicated from the church. So she hatched this plan to get revenge on the church. Yeah, that's, yeah. that That's how all of that works. Yes. 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 Be a pope in Montana, you discredit the church by showing them that Kurt is a demon. <laughs> and yeah. that is the end of uh, the end of uh, issue four. Um, <laughs> we will have three more issues, but that is the only part that had anything to do with what would you would assume would be a holy war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. So we're going to continue. <laughs> How does so? So I, I I need to back up and ask: Does any of this at that we know tie into the whole archaeology thing because I'm still no. waiting to see what if, if if that's ever resolved. No, you know, no. Other okay. than other than the the church people attacking them at the at the site. No. Okay. So <laughs> there's, there's pictures pictures of Nightcrawler here that are really really old, but we'll yep. never talk about it again. Yep. Fifteen thousand year old uh, mutant uh, is, civilization. It is never addressed during the remainder of this comic which is kind of upsetting to me because i was like well wait tell me more about that go back to the archaeology fuck (laughs) yeah that was kind of interesting for a minute there nah nah you don't need to know about any of that i was expecting maybe some time travel you know nope craziness here for a minute you know anything so uh it is the day of alex's wedding and he meets annie by a tree next to a stream and they were talking about the, the wedding and how things need to be set up. And, uh, and he's like, don't you need, you know, to set up chairs or uh, reassure your in-laws? And he's like, what makes you think that a woman's parents wouldn't be glad to have me as a son-in-law? And she's like, well, my mom would. She would wrestle me for you. Um, and he didn't get shot after, you know, that, saying something like that. <laughs> um, kind of smug self-assured there. Yeah, they're they're basically going back and forth, and then Alex is like, I wanted to come out of this coma and tell you that I loved you. And then everything <laughs> got all messed up. And she's like, what? And he's like, no, I love you, Annie. And then they start making out, and that's when Alex wakes up in bed with Lorna. And he realizes, oh my god, I'm in love with Annie. This girl getting real telenovela real quick. Yeah, just letting yeah. you know. Um, in a in a wonderful kind of take us out of this drama side note, Juggernaut is trying to call Sammy, and apparently Sammy's mom is being a bitch to him over the phone and not even let him leave a message. Um, 
To which Juggernaut gets real, real mad and punches the phone and takes out most of the wall that the phone was on. Um, he then notices that Scott is standing off to the side and uh, completely ignoring that he just destroyed part of the mansion goes, Oh, hey, Scott, I wanted to talk to you about officially joining the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> we cool with that? And Scott just turns around and walks away. Um, I mean, and, yes, obviously in Scott. Right. Uh Alex is standing next to Kurt and she goes, you can be on our team, Kane. And Kurt's like, he can what? <laughs> Later that night, we are at the Robin, the uh, mutant bar um, the t- in the town that the Institute is in. Annie is showing up for Lord of Dane's uh, bla- bachelorette party. And uh, the waitress uh, appears human. And then once she finds out that Annie's from Xavier's, lets her guys drop and she kind of like a demonic looking uh shapeshifter yeah, um cool. yeah and uh you know she basically explained to annie that being a low-level shapeshifter comes in handy you know because they they uh they don't want to freak out the low genes and the robin serves both low genes and mutants but we have a separate section you know just in case and then annie goes you know what i don't really feel like going to the bachelor party can i just get my own table um and you can bring me, like, a virgin pina colada. And the waitress is like, oh, that's fine, but my shift is ending. I have to get to my other job, so I'll just tell the other waitress about your drink. Um, from off to the side, Bobby uh, invites Annie to sit at the runner-up table. Uh, <laughs> okay. Then we move to the bachelorette party, where Lorna is basically ju- uh, rating every guy that is at the mansion. Um, and asking her gay BFF North Star... Uh, you know, to, to back her up. Mostly she's talking about Gambit. <laughs> that, that got you um, excited, Josh. It did. It gets me real excited. <laughs> what's happening next? Because God damn it, this comic. You don't even, you don't even know what you've done yet. <laughs> um, Jean basically is like, I've never heard you talk this way before. Is this a new Lorna that we're seeing? And Lorna, oh my God, you can tell that she's starting to fucking lose it. Um, she goes on kind of a tirade about how she had always been chased before. Um, and she, she talks about her sexual experimentation in the last couple of years and, uh, ends it basically by insulting Jean by saying that, well, you married the more repressed of the Summers brothers <laughs> and then says you don't marry somebody for physical gratification, but for stability and parenting skills. And that's when the stripper arrives and the stripper <laughs> looks like Gambit. It's so explosive. <laughs> Are you sure it's just looks like, or do we need a yes. or to is here? No, no, no. It's a it's a stripper that looks like Gambit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Annie sits I mean, down with Bobby. Um, she's hesitant because Bobby's always been an absolute dick to her at all times. Um, and uh, she she in their conversation she outs North Star to Bobby, and when Bobby reacts. With anything short of just immediate, full uh, acceptance, she calls him a homophobe. Then she doubles down and calls him a racist and says he didn't want a low-gene nurse to work on him and see his secondary mutation, which is like ice crystals that are starting to form on his chest. Um, And basically says there are three types of people. There's low genes, which are human. There's 24 hours a day mutants, you know, like Kurt and Beast. And then there's uh, 
basically people who can pass. And you're upset because you're not going to be able to pass for much longer. And that makes you... Yeah, it's a really interesting commentary. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there in terms of allegory and whatnot. But this podcast is uh, not a six-hour podcast, so I will uh, I will refrain. Right. <laughs> it is. It is definitely the diamond in the rough of what we're kind of going through. And it does raise some interesting... Mm -hmm. um, so back at Xavier's, the bachelor party has started. Uh, Scott does toast to his brother, says he's glad he's out of the coma. Uh, and then the stripper arrives, who is the shapeshifter from the bar, who has shapeshifted as Annie in, like, a little nurse's hat with the cross on it uh, in scrubs. And she pulls open her shirt to show, like, a red bra. Um, yeah, like... And people are hooting and hollering, and somebody yells, I need medical care. <laughs> and Alex freaks the fuck out and jumps up on the table, covers her up, and then, like, she drops the, the disguise to show that she's disguise, a mutant. Yeah. And, uh, and Kurt is like, Alex, I'm sorry. It was meant to be funny. Nobody ever really thought that, you know, we oh. would think it was Annie. Nobody Didn't ever thought, full stop. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and he goes, did we, Scott? And and Alex goes, Scott, this was your idea? Um, and then he's like, okay, outside, now. They slam the door on their way out, and immediately all the men start yelling for things that they want the stripper to turn into. Um, yeah, it, it's gross, yeah. but funny at the same time, because, like, Kurt tells her, oh, no, okay, Logan says for her to do a nun for <laughs> Kurt. Uh... <laughs> Kurt says to do anything with red hair for Logan. <laughs> um, Kurt also says anything underage for my friend with the wings. <laughs> and Beast right. just starts chanting, Tigra, Tigra, Tigra. <laughs> okay. Like I said, gross, but funny. Um, Alex is going off on Scott in the hallway. Um, and, As he should. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Alex is defending Annie, and Scott is a mega douche and is like, well, if you don't like her, why were you defending her in there? <laughs> like, because he's a fucking human being, Scott, you jackass. Something you would know precious little about. That's <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, outside the Robin... Uh, Bobby is stopping Annie from going away. He says he's not racist. He's just super unhappy that he was happier when the school was new and it was just him and the guys. And then Jean and Lorna showed up and, uh, Bobby fell in love with Lorna. She fell in love with Alex. And now she's marrying him. And like, he just puts his feelings away and becomes a block of ice. And he just wants warmth and he wants somebody to kiss. And then they start making out. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's that's something. Yep. That's something. So then uh, we move to the wedding. Uh, Paige and Jubilee are gossiping about how Lorna took the Gambit stripper to the back and disappeared for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, Alex notices Bobby with Annie. Um, There's no as... rogue who have been there, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, they're they're not together well also gambit's not even really here that was a stripper that looked like gambit oh i know i'm just <laughs> lying asshole <laughs> um so as lauren is walking down the aisle um alex is still pissed at scott but then notices bobby and annie are together 
and his brain shorts out basically as he starts putting things together and he stops the wedding. Um, he tells Lorna he doesn't love her anymore, to which Lorna, completely understandably, pulls all the silverware and metal objects from around the reception and forms Magneto armor around herself and prepares to kill uh, Alex. Yeah. Perfectly yeah. reasonable response. I yeah. mean... Totally normal. Perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Yep. Although, you know, they're pretty fancy to be able to have actual magnetic silverware there. You know, <laughs> I think I had plastic. <laughs> <laughs> That is the end of issue five. Issue six. Uh, we start on Kane, who is not at the wedding, inside the mansion playing pinball and uh, getting upset at the machine because he gets upset at everything. Uh, to which he looks out the window to see basically Lorna destroying her wedding. Uh, and he's like, huh, that's not good. And Lorna has targeted Annie and basically says, it's your fault. You're stealing my man. Um... Alex and Bobby try to stop Lorna. Uh, Bobby specifically uh, tries to encase her in ice. She shatters it and then points out that there are trace metals in his blood and starts to kill him uh, by making blood come out of him. Um, okay. Yeah. He, he begs her not to do it because he still loves her. And she says that's very sweet, but she's getting married today over Annie's dead body. Mm -hmm. um, very specific reason. Alex grabs Annie and Carter and uses his power in a way that he never has before and basically shoots all of his energy out of his feet to propel them into the air. Um, they land sure. in uh, a river a little ways away. Um, Lorna starts to pursue, singing Here Comes the Bride, and then is upset because she got the song stuck in her head. This uh, river demonstrating what a complete psychopath she is. Yeah. Alex uh, pulls Carter and Annie out of the river, um, confirms that, yeah, she's probably going to kill all of them. Um, and Now you got a few more minutes. Right. Uh, Carter's like, don't let my mom die. And he says, I'm not going to let her die, especially now that I'm beginning to understand that I have feelings for her. Uh, because <laughs> this is the correct time to be doing yeah. all of this. Um, yep, Lorna keeps, uh, keeps pursuing. Um, okay, so, let me make sure that my note, this is going to be a difficult thing to explain. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about what, everything you've done so far? Uh... Uh, no, this part in particular. So, Alex confesses he has feelings for Annie. Annie says they don't even know each other, and it turns out that they do. So, mutants, Car uh, Carter's mutant ability is he was able to link their minds through their dreams, and they fell in love over the last year. Um, so in Alex's coma, he was constantly, whenever Annie would go to sleep, they would share dreams, and they had a relationship in the dreams. So Carter was dream gaslighting them, because he didn't want his mom to be lonely, and he liked what he saw in Alex. This is also really fucking weird, too, because this kid is, like, maybe at max, what, 10? Yeah, I guessed 8, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I was like, at, at the oldest, he's got to be 10. At the youngest, he's got to be 7. It's not really clear, and his age is never really stated. But yeah. he's preteen. Right. Um, and, like, some of the things that, that he, that, that I guess that they, quote-unquote, remembered doing together and stuff like that, like, dreaming of, were fairly explicit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, like, like they shared their first kiss in the Eiffel Tower. He knows that she sleeps in rolled down socks with one leg out of the covers, implying that he knows how she sleeps. Yeah, that uh, they slept together specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, this is where he says that he knows why she doesn't like mutants. Um, and it's because uh, Carter's father was an, a mutant who tried to kill her when she was pregnant because he didn't want kids. Um Alex then says he loves Annie and Carter and he wants to marry Annie and have more kids with her in front of Carter. Yeah, it's it's very strange because that that really shouldn't be the response. Like the it's so creepy. Like this yeah. 10 year old, eight year old, ten year old kid, whatever, uh engineered this entire romance and they're like, No, that's cool, we're cool with it. In fact, let's have more kids. Let's have more kids. And do things can, that brings about can, more kids. Continue to mind control us into being in a relationship. Right? <laughs> um better than having some lady just declare that you're getting married and get in it, maybe? <laughs> Not by much. That's a very slim margin there. And have Beast keep you from fucking saying no. <laughs> hey, I mean they did find his lab later. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Lorna finds them at this time. Annie and Carter run away. Uh Alex faces Lorna, who says Magneto didn't get fa- go far enough in his thoughts, and all humans need to die because <laughs> they corrupt us by being around us. Just because she's not getting married like she was. Yes. Uh, at this point, she's about to kill uh, Alex when a fist, a gigantic fist, comes out of nowhere and knocks Lorna out, and it's Juggernaut. Who said, well, you did say it was on your team, didn't you? Okay, that gets a slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The last part of this comic is Paige and Jubilee having a conversation later to drop the exposition about how um, all the guests survived because all Lorna did was remove or was was reverse their blood to knock them out. And th- I have a Leia spotlight here. I would like uh, I would like your knowledge of biology. Um, I you know I'm not a medical doctor, but I don't right. think this is a thing. No. I well, I mean, you know, dead people, and I assume yes. <laughs> yes. if blood goes backwards, <laughs> you end up with a dead person. <laughs> right. It's not in like by the same token, if you start reversing the blood flow in a dead person, they're not gonna like wake back up. Right. It's very, <laughs> yeah. It's very it's a very weird I think this is again one of those cases where like the writer took something that sounded vaguely like it could be legit and was like, good enough, slap it in there. Like, right. right. I don't think this is this is uh this is not a viable solution, but okay. Uh yeah. Yeah. So I that's mean <laughs> if that's all it took. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alex and Abby have left Carter with uh Jubilee for a couple days. Uh no, I'm sorry, I've left him with Paige for a couple days, uh, and have flown off to the Eiffel Tower where they go to the top of the Eiffel Tower and have their first Okay. That yeah. is the end of that issue. Last issue, which kind of fits in the in the whole holy war fuck religion uh, aspect of this whole thing, but it's pretty weird too. So Warren Page and Jubilee are visiting Angelo's grave. Um, we find out that uh, Jubilee Angelo's feels the skin guy, right? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jubilee is grieving because before he died, Angelo asked Jubilee out and she said no. Um, and apparently she was like, well, maybe his last couple days could have been happier if I had said yes, which makes zero sense. Um, Warren is like, I got to go do something. So I'll talk to you later and leaves the two of them um, where they gossip a little bit about how they want people to be naked near them. Um, <laughs> uh, Jubilee, you know, As cries a little yeah, Jubilee cries a little bit in uh, on on Paige's shoulder. Um, while they're there, uh, you know, Paige looks up and sees two grave diggers and uh, a backhoe, and they're like, "Oh, don't mind us. We can wait until you leave to dig him up." And they're like, "What?" Uh, meanwhile, at a children's <laughs> wait, hospital, wait, 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 they're just yep. like, "Oh, hey, we'll can we'll commit some grave robbery. You're done. Don't worry." Uh, kind of, but not quite. We'll get to, we'll, we'll see what happens in a minute. Uh, Warren is walking into a children's hospital, uh, wings unfurled, being like, hey, I need to talk to the chief of medicine. I have a proposition for him. Uh, back at the graveyard, the grave diggers are going to remove Angelo's body because he was a mutant. Um, like, he's buried next to his mother and grandparents, um, and they're like, listen, uh, we're gonna dig him up one way or another. You can go and see the manager if you like. Uh, he's, he, he, you know, he gave us orders and we just work for him. So Jubilee goes to talk to them. Um, Warren is talking to the chief of medicine about his blood. And, um, this is where the chief of medicine is like, okay, let's take a sample of the blood, test it for viruses, hepatitis, AIDS. This is where, again, Warren feels the need to point out that mutants can't acquire AIDS. I don't, I mean, like, I get... I, and actually, no, you know what? I don't I don't understand why it's reiterated so many times in the course of this comic. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Is it just so they say that mutants can fuck and not worry about it? I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Man. Yeah, well, he, he also didn't, didn't, like, acknowledge that he did also talk about hepatitis. You know, like, there are other diseases. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, Jubilee goes to talk to the manager. The manager's on the phone with his wife. And, uh, and like is trying to get off the phone with his wife when Jubilee just hangs up on her um, and says, uh, you know, they're trying to dig up my friend. And he's like, okay. So Angelo Torres and his family signed a contract saying that no member of their family had the X gene. And as a religiously backed institution, they're within their legal right to deny anyone a burial plot. Uh, mutancy conflicts with our religious beliefs and other People who have loved ones buried there um, have have taken issue with a mutant being buried. Um, so Angelo, uh, you know, since he has no family members left to pay for a reburial elsewhere, they're going to dig him up. They're going to cremate him and they're going to dispose of it unless Jubilee would like the cremated. Um, back at the hospital, the doctor cuts Warren, then cuts himself then sticks Warren's cut to his cut in an effort to test. I feel like what? there is a lot. It just of... went straight to human trials. Like, yes. I, not even. Yes, that's the scientific process right there. Oh, you think you have per magic blood? Let me stick my cut onto yours. Let right? me try it myself. <laughs> you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. <laughs> It was, it was very, No, no, very the cocaine strange. put the ghosts there, so you need more cocaine to drive them out. I, I am like some meth. I am concerned that the, the doctors at this particular hospital all went to the same one that Dr. Nick from The Simpsons went to. <laughs> <laughs>
That's Hollywood good. upstairs well, medical so, college. I, I, as, I think as, Dr. As, Nick got a little more experience than they did. <laughs> no, this is like a straight out 30 Rock Dr. Spaceman, uh, Dr. Spaceman uh, experiment. This is, yeah. But the doctor is like, oh my god, it healed the cut. Come with me. And then back to uh, back to the graveyard. Because that's all this, you need to know. Not not like any, you know, microscope. They did no, they did no labs. They did no tests. They did no scans. They did no research. They literally did 10 seconds of quote unquote research. It was like, <laughs> we're like, good enough. I let's, tested your blood and against right. mine. Obviously just, it's clean because I, you know, I don't have hepatitis now. <laughs> I tested your blood on myself and it worked great for me. So therefore science it's so you got terrible. cocaine in your blood. We should do ghosts about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the graveyard, there, so there are two... <laughs> that's where that doctor's going to be soon, if that's how he's <laughs> <laughs> So at this graveyard, there there's the two gravediggers. Now, one is kind of an average-looking, like, probably late 40s guy. The other one is this huge jacked dude, ju- huge jacked bald dude um, that is drawn in the way that, like, you're like, you're a fucking villain. Um, so he's looking at Paige and he's like, I can make you move, you know? She's like, you can try. And he's like, yeah, is that a challenge? You think you can stand up to me? She's like, I know I can. But like, and then decides to fight her. Um, so she, my God, this is the first time you see her power. And she sticks her finger in her cheek like she's fish hooking herself and rips her face open to show that underneath she is stoned. And so the guy starts to try and fight her and like punches and she is like, I'm stoned. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. And the guy tries to knee her and injures his knee. Um, And then he goes, oh man, now it's going to start. And then he transforms into basically like a Colossus type organic metal. And he's like, yup, now you've outed me. (laughs) Um, Back at the hospital. You made me hit you. You made me do this. Yeah. Right. Back at the hospital, uh, (laughs) the chief of medicine goes to a grieving mother over a very sick child and basically says, we have a really unorthodox treatment for Raina. I want your permission to try it. And the mom's like, okay, we'll just do it. Back at the cemetery, the gravedigger has ripped a tree out of the ground to hit Paige with. Um, Not normal. We find out that the the mutant gravedigger's name is Jeremy. His partner's name is Larry. Larry is pointing out that you're going to, that Jeremy, that Larry is pointing out that Jeremy's going to get fired, um, which is why Jeremy has never told anybody that he was a mutant. Um, Paige then shows up and they keep fighting. Oh, was Paige already there? Yeah. Well, like she, she, like they were talking and she comes out of nowhere to like punch him. Um, So they keep fighting. Uh, Jubilee and the manager walk up. Uh, Jeremy is still fully in his mutant metal form. Uh, so the manager fires him immediately. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the manager says, uh, Angel is going to get cremated. Um, and then we see that Larry has finished digging up Angelo and the manager is handing the remains to Jubilee, like a little urn and says, like I said, it's at our expense. He already got cremated that quick. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, there's same day, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> Few moments, because aren't they still fighting? <laughs> well, they were. Going on? Yeah, manager shows up, fighting stops, Jeremy gets fired, Angelo gets dug up and cremated, like, 
in pa- in, in a panel in an instant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hands Jubilee the the remains says like I said it's at our expense to which Jubilee says I'll send you a check. Um, and we find out that Warren that day healed twelve children. Um, and that his healing factor has to do with the blood type and RH factor, which tracks. Yeah. Um, and that one of the children that he healed as the manager gets a phone call was the manager's child. Huh. That was his wife that was in the hospital. Yeah. And that is the end. That's And that's how it ends, too, which is really fucking whack because, like, the guy, there's no comeuppance. Right. Like, for, for, for the, the religious grave diggers kid like there's no like revelation where he's like oh my goodness perhaps my stance on this has been wrong he just continues to be a bigot i guess out there in the in the future and uh yeah it's just very it's a weird note to end on yeah so kyle what did uh what you think uh i think i need to drink some more <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll get some magic of blood and won't have a hangover, but I think I need to drink some more. <laughs> I understand. Leia, what'd you think? So this was a very weird, I did not, I'd not heard of this before, uh, before we, we did this uh, for the podcast. So I, it has some very good and interesting points. Um, I felt that uh, some of critique of, of Christianity was uh, very on point. Um, and very timely uh at points but overall it was just i mean like you said it was very telenovela like yeah very dramatic very love love triangles and marriage proposals and you know i was like okay cool right yeah (laughs) yeah scott's up being a dick i mean (laughs) well yes (laughs) this was very reminiscent of basically this whole kind of period of the X-Men. Um, yeah, it was very, like, interweaving fights with drama, with personal yeah. drama, yeah. over yeah. and over. So, um, yeah. Well, um, so I guess the question is, Kyle, are you more interested in this now that it's been explained to you? I'm more confused. Um, <laughs> well, just, uh, along the lines of, you know, uh, I mean, I want to hear more about Juggernaut joining the team suddenly, and you know that'd be fun. Uh, but at the same time, it's just kind of like it, it shows that later on when they decide to make Iceman come out and everything. Um, but yeah, it's very telenovela. It's kind of pointing out in religion and things like that too. But I kind of expected some more for like some of the setups, like you know, like we talked about earlier. Hey, it's a weird archaeology site, right. and it goes nowhere. Right. Uh, give me, give, give that its own series. I want to read X Men Archaeological Dig. Like, I'm a big fucking nerd, but I think that would be cool as hell. (laughs) Or you just Warren walking into a doctor office. I mean, that could have been a whole thing on its own rather than just, here, become my blood brother. Let's go ahead and do this. You know? Right. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting. I know when I brought this up, you're like, well, which holy war? There are a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the only one that is specifically named holy war, um, which is weird. Because I would have named the whole Hope Saga Holy War. <laughs> but I think that's Messiah. Messiah yeah. or Messiah Complex. Something like that. Yeah, I think Did you're right. Did we ever find out whose lab it was? Yeah, it was the Church of Humanity. Like, they just 
dug under the mansion. The mansion. Like, no, 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 no. This that was a cathedral that they were. Oh, at. I thought that was under the mansion. No, 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 no. Ooh. They were at the church that Kurt went to oh, to. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Then I thought you were saying that it happened in the mansion. No, that's why it's like which X Men is really working for the Church of Humanity. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. And it would be Dark Beast. Yes, yes. That's why we called it Beast Lab. So right. the the same thing I ask you both whenever we do an X Men comic, how would Mister Better? Oh man, um, he, well, Mister Sinister first of all would look at that lab and point out all the fucking things that those people did wrong. He'd <laughs> be like, "Listen, if you're going to murder and and pull apart this many mutants, you need to at least get the good parts." Yeah, he would have definitely provided, I think, some valuable insight on the, um, you know, both medical and medical legal aspects of the case, uh, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, um, he's, he's he would have been like, embarrassed. Here's body disposal than just leaving it on the ground, right? Yeah, he would also have had that chief of medicine's license revoked. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, like, and this we is... would have had we would have had our clones then. <laughs> also, very true. Yeah, yeah also very true. He's like, oh, Warren, your blood cures people, huh? Well, if I take your blood and I make a dozen other Warrens, <laughs> right, that we don't have the problem of you running out of blood. That could be its own really interesting comic, actually. Uh, FYI, I know I Leia, I sent this to you, but uh, in the in the the uh, vein of Mr. Sinister, um, Immortal X-Men is happening right now, which is an X-Men adventure, but it is from Sinister's actual point of view, and it is fucking amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all the politics that are happening on uh, on the, the mutant island and everything, except all through Sinister's view. I, I am excited to read this. <laughs> yeah, it, I am here for it. it. Issue three just dropped this week, so nice. it's, it's, it's in its infant <laughs> stages. So I am curious with the whole making you know Nightcrawler in the, the Pope. Pope. Were they trying to replace the the Pope in Montana, or were they trying to replace the Pope in Italy, or what, know, what was going the on? Pope, I, I the Pope, the Pope in Italy. The idea yes. was that when I, the Pope died, they were going to somehow have enough pull and influence that at the bishop meeting to have. Kurt put forward as in disguise as the person who should take over as Pope. Papacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I actually will allow it because cultists in general's their plans do not make a lot of sense. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and then they would somehow magically become out of money. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I just keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, the Montana choice was also very strange, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why that was like a thing. Um, the only thing, because like nobody lives in Montana, uh, really. So, like, how big is this church exactly? Big enough to influence all Catholicism, right? <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Okie dokie. I mean, they've, they've got a mind controlling guy. Maybe that was. I mean, <laughs> like, I would have maybe put it in a more urban area. I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, the church that Kurt was going to was just outside of Westminster because it's right next to the to the mansion. Sure. So they must have had at least like some. Yeah, no, it just doesn't make sense. Don't look nope. too hard at it; nope. it falls nope. apart. Comics <laughs> are weird. That's yeah, right. No. <laughs> well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, Thanks for having me again. It's always absolutely. a blast. What you know, going over the stuff with you guys, and, and uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, 
we're all a little more sane after this than the last Ooh. one we did. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this was fucking Shakespeare compared yeah. to All Star <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Uh, if anyone hates themselves, they read All Star Superman's entirety. Oh, God, um, have you read it since bad. we went over it? No, no, I could not. I mean, we we <laughs> we all felt so bad for the author and the things that were going on that I just I couldn't keep upon his pain. Oh God! <laughs> well, everyone, please tune in in two weeks when we will be doing the death of Electra with my lovely wife, the Baronessa, Miss Jennifer Howland. But until then, take it away, Vandello. A little wreck conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration ain't me. A little more talk, a lot less read A little five babies of what I need Close the trade, open up your brains Explain it to me Explain it to me, baby Explain it to me Explain it to me, baby Explain it to me Vendello 2021.